We're putting the band back together. Twisted Minds brought you the original fan ball. We had a bad time with enough to turn goat piss in the gas This is the Fan Ball Fantasy Football Podcast. If you're dumb, surround yourself with smart people. And if you're smart, surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. Welcome back to the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast. Much like uh, you know, the Jimi Hendrix experience had Jimi Hendrix, we have a very special podcast for you today. We are right in the thick of the start of probably the biggest event of the summer as far as fantasy football is concerned. SFB7, Scott Fishbowl. So joining me in this podcast, we have Brian Johnson who is participating in Scott Fishbowl, and the one, the only, Scott Fish from Scott Fishbowl. Welcome, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm, I'm, our, I'm putting this in, easily in my top ten days of my life right now. <laughs> Discussing I, Scott Fishbowl with Scott Fish in the midst of Scott Fishbowl drafting. It's, it's like disgusting uh, impressionist painting with Rembrandt or, or something like that. It's uh, quite the honor to be here with you, Scott. It was, it was really hard to get me in here, too. I <laughs> walked 10 feet. Tw- twisted his arm. Yes, I think exactly. you have to be a little sick of talking about this, but probably not. No, no, it's it's okay. You I got to be loving it. A lot of, lot of radio and podcasts, but it's it's fun. It's really fun to talk about something that everybody seems to be enjoying. Now, what was the what was the tweet you were telling me about uh, earlier today? Is it's just like any other seven hundred and twenty team league? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just another seven hundred and twenty team league. Yeah. Uh, I saw that there was just one something called Wimbledon that was <laughs> trending above Scott Fishbowl seven Still SFB above? seven yesterday. Uh, I never uh, heard. Folks, of it. get on yeah. your Twitter accounts yeah, and, like, and correct that. Last year it was Tim Duncan's retirement. This year Wimbledon <laughs> can't catch a break. Yeah, we got to work on the timing. Well, let let's start at the beginning. Uh, let's go back. Uh, see seven. Uh, it was twenty ten. Twenty ten. Because I skipped a year. Ooh. Yep. Well, I'm sure that's a. That'll probably be a thirty for thirty on that. <laughs> the year there was no fishbowl. <laughs> but it, it's twenty ten. Scottfish is sitting around. The day the bowl was. I'm, I'm going to name a league after myself. Or did that just probably happened that came organically. later. Yeah. Yeah, it came later. I I used to run a site called FF Oasis for a long time, and we wanted to create a reader league. And we decided to get a bunch of our industry friends in it uh, to play with readers of our site. And it was originally 96 teams. The next year it was 60 teams because we, I don't know, maybe we had <laughs> less readers. Because you ran off 36. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I took a year off when my wife was pregnant and it, things were just, it, it was a lot busier time. And I came back, rededicated myself. I wanted to make this a huge event. And it is growing just exponentially year over year well 96 i mean that's that's a pretty ambitious start to begin with i mean Mm -hmm. that's you know do the math that's what eight nine 12 team leagues yeah at that point there weren't a lot of there are 96 team leagues out there now but at that point that was just ridiculous to think of so yeah it was it was it was ambitious but we we got it filled we had enough people reading our site that wanted to play in it and uh like I said, it's now at the point where we're at 720 teams, 5,400 people signed up this year, 
and I'm sure it's just going to be bigger next year. I'm, I haven't decided. So yet. you went, it went when, after your hiatus when you Michael like the Michael return of Michael Jordan, <laughs> much like you. Uh, it went what 180, 120, 120, yep. 240, 360. Yep, 480. Yep, 720. Yep. So obviously next year will be. Well, we've been toying with the idea of 1080. Yeah, I know. I, toying I didn't with want to put you on the spot there, oh. but I did. <laughs> toying with that idea. You I had just 54 signups. Why not just, or 5,400? Why not just jump into SFB 5,400? Mm-hmm. I don't have the mental bandwidth. You need an intern. I don't think. SFB I, Infinity. It's got <laughs> there it is. There Plus, it is. I mean, there's something to be sad about it being an event that, you know, you pl- you get to play with these analysts. If it's that many people, it might be like one analyst per division, you know? Because something the listeners may not know is it's got just about every analyst from every site you can imagine. ESPN, NFL.com, Yahoo, Sports Illustrated, uh, SiriusXM, Fanball. <laughs> yeah, like j- just about any analyst that you go out there and read it is probably in this thing. And then, like, and you got some crazy fans in here, too. One guy in my league, let me see his name. He's some published author with, like, 80,000 followers yeah. in <laughs> Europe. <laughs> Yeah, just, like, what? just randomly. Yeah, you, like you James Roday. Everyone's coming out. TV the woodwork star for this. from Psych is in this. <laughs> you you mentioned the industry, you know, kind of a get together, a community feeling on this. And I've been in this industry long enough to know, you know, back when it was almost before the internet was really a thing, that you know, you only knew the names that you saw, and if you picked up, you know, if I picked up the RotoWire magazine, then I'd read about. You know, something by Peter Shanky or, or Jeff Erickson, mm-hmm. or I'd pick up the Football Guys magazine. I'd read something by Joe Bryan or David Dodds, and then maybe if you were one of the upper level guys, you got to go to one of the conventions, FSTA or something. You'd get to meet these guys. So it's a real opportunity. You know, I I got put in a league with mostly guys that I didn't know wasn't already. I think I was only following two of the guys that are in my league on Twitter. Um, Unfortunately for me, one of them is Scott Barrett, who I pretty much on a daily basis I'll accost uh, you guys with, "Hey, look at this! Look at this stat I printed off off, off of Twitter. It's uh, from Scott Barrett, and it says this." So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of fanboying him, but uh, you know, it's it's been really fun. We've got a group chat going, and and we're, you know, it's it's like you said, it's great to bring this community together a little bit because we compete, but at the end of the day, it's. It's fantasy football. We're having fun. Exactly. We're having lots of fun. And that that's a big point of this thing is to you're going to get in a division where you may know a name or two or three, but get to know everyone in your division. And you never know the connections you can make because some of these guys, maybe they're just on their way up to being one of these analysts that you really, really look out for. Well, you mentioned uh, we were talking a little bit before the show, uh, Josh Hornsby, fantasy ADHD, was kind of just a, a fan last yep. year. And now... He's like the go-to site for uh, ADP apps and for, things yeah, like that. Tra- and tracking what's going on on, on Scott Fishbowl 7. Yeah, I remember when this all kicked off last year and he, he's, uh, as a fan, just starts tweeting all this these helpful stats and tools and people are like, mm-hmm. who is this guy? And yeah, look at him now. He's uh, working for Roto-Grinder. He's made a name for himself. Yeah, that exactly. That could uh, be you. So you run a lot of satellites if you don't get into Scott Fishbowl. So yep. if you're not following Fish, by the way, just in general – follow him right now but uh he's got got ways to get in next year and we might have a few more ways coming up at uh fanball this fall yeah to secure a a scott fishbowl spot next year because uh it's a party man you want to be a part of it trust me well and you mentioned the satellites and that kind of goes back to what you're helping to turn this into i mean a lot of of what uh 
uh, SFB seven is doing is going right to fantasy cares. And you were sharing some, some great numbers with me earlier. So talk a little bit about the satellites, how you can get into a satellite, win yourself a spot in, uh, you know, SFB eight or SFB 8,000 or whatever it's going to be <laughs> next year. And, uh, and what is going to be done with, uh, you know, with some of that, uh, uh money. Yeah. At fantasycares.net is where I run the satellites through, Basically, I've set up at this point 40 or 50 satellites. The winners of those satellites can get a spot in SFB8 to play with all these analysts. And you don't have to donate, but it's it's much appreciated. We we take in donations and we take all that money and we go to uh, a toy store and buy toys for Toys for Tots every year. Last year, we raised about $6,000. And this year, we I believe we've just crossed over $14,000 that we're going to be able to buy toys with and, and make a lot of kids' Christmases. That's, that's awesome, man. That's amazing. You're like the Andre Johnson of the fantasy industry. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen he does that every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Last like, year was like 19000 Yeah. But, and I uh, thought to myself, 19000 maybe we can do that. Wow. Right. Still time. <laughs> yeah. We, well, yeah, we're, we're at 14. You said we might get to 15. I, I think we got to hit Roto Doc up. If you, if you didn't, <laughs> if you aren't following what's going on on SFB7 on Twitter, uh, Roto Doc saw that uh, the uh, Fantasy Cares was, what, about three, 327, I yeah, think? Yeah, $320 dollars away from the $10,000 mark. So he just said, you know, so I'll, I'm pledging, I'm on vacation right now, but I'm pledging this uh, amount to get you right to 10000 Well, we've zoomed right past that to, you know, now we're at 14. So Rotodoc, we're hitting you up. We're at 14. So <laughs> donate another another grand. We'll get it to 15. Nice. Challenging. Nice. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the strategy. All, all three of us, plus uh, Matt Harrison, who uh, refused to go on this podcast because I think he said his draft is stuck in the second round um, just after he nailed down a strategy that maybe not the most popular Scott Fishbowl strategy and that uh, he went receiver-receiver yeah. in the first couple rounds. That's not what we're necessarily seeing. Right, and just to, just to note, if listeners are curious, I changed the scoring every single year in this to keep everyone on their toes. And this year, it is a standard league, but you get a point per first down, and tight ends get 2.5 points per first down. There's no PPR. There's no points per carry. There's none. Of, no fancy bells and whistles, just first downs in a standard league right now. And first downs, if you don't know, favor the running back. So, And that 2.5 points per first down favor the tight end. So wide receivers are really kind of the, the odd man out in the system. So it is surprising that he went those two wide receivers, but it's got to look good on his team having Mike Evans and Odell Beckham Jr. I just don't think he read picks. the rules. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his bad. You're throwing but, him yeah. under the bus. <laughs> I'm going to throw him under the bus a little bit. But, uh, yeah, he took Evans at 104. We'll go into our own picks. I got him at 2-9. I saw him going a little later. So that goes to show how devalued wide receivers are in this format, which is cool. But I yeah. hope you bring back the points per carry like last year. I yeah, that. next year is going to be different, definitely. Right, cool. I just wanted everyone to focus on points per first down this year and, and maybe consider putting it in your league because it's something that's valuable on the field, and it's kind of fun watching a third and one and knowing your player is out there and being like, come on, get me a point here. So, All right, so for those that don't know, it's uh, you can start a quarterback, right. uh, or you have to start a quarterback. Then yep. there are four flex. Yep. One, which, one, can, one is a super flex. Yep. So you can start two quarterbacks. With three flex, and then it's two running backs. Three wide receivers, three wide receivers one, tight one tight end. So uh, 
So you can start up to seven wide receivers. Maybe yeah. that's Matt's strategy. Draft seven straight wide receivers. <laughs> that would definitely be going against the grain. I'm looking at uh, the ADP on uh, Fantasy ADHD site here. Uh, Tom Brady, eight overall. Aaron Rodgers, four overall. Drew Brees, 11. That's three quarterbacks in the first round. You're not going to see that in a lot of leagues. Really, any leagues. And you know, in the league that I'm in, we just had a nice little quarterback run. Uh, I was fortunate to grab Jameis Winston at 210 after he went. Uh, then it went Julio Jones. Yes, I passed on Julio Jones for Jameis Winston. Knowing the scoring format, that was not easy to do no but then following that it went matt ryan greg olson russell wilson i took jimmy graham because we talked about the tight end scoring marcus Mariota, Derek carr matthew stafford kirk cousins ben roethlisberger cam newton that my friends is a quarterback run and that's you know it, at the end of round two into round three and it's know your scoring i mean that's like we preach that all the time that's the basic rule is know the scoring of your league and prepare for that and that's this league is all about quarterbacks and running backs if you want ceiling, like if you want the highest scoring possible outcome. So, Brian, you were in a league where, uh, unfortunately for in my league where I had the third pick, you had the fourth pick, but the people in front of you also maybe not paying attention or been trapped in no, a they were, they, they were, uh, they were. So I had the fourth pick, and I'm basically preparing myself. I'm like, I'm going to go with Rodgers here. And in the event that Rodgers isn't there, because there's a chance he won't be, I was honestly – contemplating uh, Travis Kelsey because of the two-and-a-half point. He went in the uh, first a couple times. As he should, because he had 55 catches for a first down last year. And Macklin's gone. So. And Macklin's gone. So 55 times two-and-a-half is, what, like 150 PPR points, something like that. And if he, he's got to double his touchdown production. It was like four or five last year. But I think he can get in that seven-to-eight range. But he, in this scoring system, could be the – the leading point score among wide receivers and tight ends. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So, In fact, I think last year he was. Or he was very close, him and Mike Evans. So I'm like, okay, Rodgers. And then maybe I'll just – I like to make noise in this too. It's fun to make crazy picks. I took Lamar Miller third overall last year. Still <laughs> nice. made the playoffs though. So Impressive. So goes to show I'm not a total idiot. But, uh, yeah, it didn't work out well for Lamar Miller. But so, no. So it goes David Johnson, then Rodgers, Brady. One, two, three. And I'm sitting here at four. Not expecting to draft Le'Veon Bell and build my team around him, but I had no choice to go with Le'Veon Bell. But yeah, so and we had Breeze go in the first round of our draft too. So quarterbacks, quarterbacks abound. And then uh, go ahead. I was going to say, as with any draft, you have to adapt as the draft goes. That's that's a trademark of of drafting. (laughs) I was pointing out in in no league did Le'Veon Bell last beyond the fourth pick. In no league was Tom Brady higher. Than the third pick, so you uh, you stumbled into gold there, my friend. I suppose so. And Scott, you're drafting out of. I'm out of the two spot, and I did take Le'Veon Bell at two. I had David Johnson one, Le'Veon two, and I got Le'Veon. And then I just ran the gamut with three quarterbacks. Wow! <laughs> and took Kyle Rudolph there. So my first five picks, I have Russell Wilson, Jameis Winston, Tyrod Taylor. Le'Veon Bell and Kyle Rudolph. I, I don't know. I just didn't like when that when I took that third quarterback. I did. I there was a drop off at tight end. There was a drop off at running back. You're there just were, trying to incite panic at that point, though. That, yeah, kind of. Because what you do is you're like, okay, all these people that have two quarterbacks, they're not going to take another one at least for a couple of rounds. But when someone jumps takes and takes third. that third, you're like, oh my god, yes. now I got to reach for Joe Flacco yeah. in the fifth round or something yep. like that. It's uh, it's crazy, man. All the running backs in the fifth are like 
shared times, shared you know timeshare guys, and then the tight ends there was a drop off. The wide receivers I didn't feel like I wanted to take them yet in this format. So yeah, I took a third quarterback, and hopefully, like you said, hopefully it incites panic. I. Uh, I'm excited to see what will be there for me in the sixth. So, Tuvi, your league might catch up to mine. So, through four rounds, we had 18 quarterbacks drafted. And now we're in the middle of the fifth, and these are some names that are still on the board. DeAndre Hopkins, Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Doug Baldwin, Lamar Miller, Sammy Watkins. You know, these are guys that go in second, third round in normal drafts. So, yeah, this is a whole new ball game, and uh, it's just tons of fun. Yeah, interesting that – the strategy that I was putting together was to let somebody else take those receivers. And now those receivers are going to be falling to me. Hopefully after I've been able to wrap up, you know, a couple quarterbacks, maybe a couple tight ends, got a running back. Um, so I'll be able to, to sift through some of those receivers. It looks like there's been some movement in my league. We're are you on the clock? Three, no, oh. we're about eight picks away from me, unfortunately. And unfortunately, uh, Jordan Reed and Philip Rivers both off the board. Two guys I was uh, hoping would land my way. Lamar Miller was 311. Jordan Reed at 312, I think, in this league is a, a solid, solid selection. And we kicked off the fourth round uh, Rich Dotson, Dynasty Nerds, who uh, had the Reed pick, also in Isaiah Crowell. And then uh, a fan who has a, a great Twitter handle, Football Jedi, Russ Prentice, uh, <laughs> sniped me on Philip Rivers. So. Uh, we may have to be talking trade with him, but that's going to uh, mm. it's going to shuffle my strategy a little bit. I hate to break this to you. There's no trading. What? Yeah, no, no oh. trading. All right, you have to deal with that. All right. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I will Man, say, if you just, what a buzzkill. I know you if, don't want to manage trades for a no, 720 team league. <laughs> Can I you don't. imagine that? <laughs> well, I guess as, as well, you might now have three yeah. quarterbacks yeah. in the first five rounds. Right. You might want to change that. Yeah, yeah I'll change it right <laughs> I will say, I looked it up after you said create panic. Six quarterbacks have gone after I took Tyrod. So maybe it did. <laughs> we're, we got 22 quarterbacks gone, and we're in the sixth. So I have one quarterback. I'm through five picks. I got, uh, I went uh, Bell. Then at two nine, Mike Evans was still on the board. I was ten, I wanted to go Jimmy Graham there because of the tight end bonus, but I couldn't pass up Evans. And I took T. Y. Hilton on the turn or after the turn in the third round, which I somewhat regret. But I got sniped on uh, Graham, and they just I wasn't feeling the quarterbacks yet. Uh, then Hilton, who did I go with? Then I went Eli Manning in the fourth round Your guy. as quarterback seventeen, and then. Uh, Zach Ertz in the fifth, and I don't remember why I'm listing off all my picks. Oh, I know why. So I only have one quarterback, and there are three people drafting between my next pick that only that don't have two quarterbacks yet. And I'm banking on getting the fourth one that's left. Mm-hmm. But if someone does what you did and takes three quarterbacks in their first <laughs> five or six picks, I'm screwed. So I'm ba- hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> Hopefully they don't hear this. Before they pick and uh, are inspired. Yeah, we'll have that, to but. hold up on on posting this till after uh, after four ten because yeah they're at, they're at four three in mine and like I said Rivers just went off the board so the quarterbacks that uh, are left uh, Dak Prescott Tyrod Taylor Andy Dalton Eli Manning Carson Wentz Blake Bortles Carson Palmer Ryan Tannehill Joe Flacco Sam Bradford yeah, somewhere in there I'm willing to draw a line and say I don't want to dip below that and I'm hoping that. Uh, well, we'll see. Uh, the I think the alpha dog in in my uh, in my league, uh, Scott Barrett, like I mentioned from Pro Football Focus, is on the clock now, and he took uh, Tom Brady with uh, would have been what uh, one one ten. So 
Hopefully he doesn't go second quarterback. If he does, he's going to incite a fish-like riot, and I'm going <laughs> to end up with uh, Alex Smith as my second quarterback, and that's going to get ugly. I will say this. If people are listening and they're, they, they're like, what is this thing? I need to, It's scottfishbowl.com. You can see a list of a ton of the analysts that are on there. You can sign up for 2018. If you want to see the madness on Twitter, the hashtag is SFB7. And, uh, yeah, it does get crazy. I, I, li- I like that people are constantly tweeting me how mad they are that I've devalued wide receivers so much. I think people really love wide receivers. Oh, and, and as if to rub it in, Russ Prentice uh, tweets. We have a little group uh, going for the Little John division uh, in our SFB7 league. Uh, excuse me, I have to go roster bait for a while with his Breeze, Rivers, Lamar Miller, Travis Kelsey. You know, that's... That's a pretty good lineup. I'm, I'm not. Uh, yeah, wouldn't be embarrassed to field that. I'm not the biggest Lamar Miller guy. As, yeah, as that's Brian that's knows, the the weak but, spot. But uh, but, I mean, he's a starting running back <laughs> in in a league that a loves the running backs. He has a pulse. Hopefully, they throw him the ball a little more too. Now that uh, O'Brien has taken over the play calling. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask you? You're talking about fans. How many times has a fan won? Uh probably about half the time. Wow, really. Yeah, something like that. It's. I think we've had six winners. I think it's three fans, three analysts. And what's the best you've ever done? With this Second place overall. Second place overall. Yep. I lost wow. to Mike Clay of ESPN in, in year one. In year one, Mike Clay of ESPN took me down. I led the league the wire to wire, and then he overtake me, took me in the final week. That's harsh. And we should mention that uh, the music that you hear at the beginning and end of this podcast. Uh, what was he, 2013 champion? Yep, 2013 Ty Miller. champion. Uh, so not just a, a great musician, but also uh, knows a little fantasy football as well. Okay, I will say it's it's two fans now as I'm looking at it. Raymond Summerlin of Roto World, uh, Mike Clay of ESPN, Ryan McKee, who was with Pro Football Focus at the time, and Ty Miller, who has done stints at Dynasty League Football and Roto Viz. They're the four pros that have won. Then two fans won, so... A pro, a pro Danny is how you think of yourself, really. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing Caddyshack. Out Why there. not? Why not? I'm not, nothing if not a at least I caught the forty-year-old movie references. <laughs> so, Brian, any other uh, anybody deep that uh, or, or positions that uh, you're you're willing to divulge? Since we'll we'll sit on this for a while before that, uh, Brian jumps in, that, right, I just want right. to say. It's a free league too. It's not like it's not like you you can go sign up. It's you don't have to pay anything to play. It's a free league, and there are prizes from every site out there, pretty much. So lots of prizes, free league. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll uh, fanball will splash that pot a little bit at some point too with some more prizes. Oof, I would nice. imagine. So uh, well, once we go to uh, SFB eight thousand next year, I think uh, we're going to need to to get involved a little bit. And you you've been uh, making the rounds on uh, on the podcast circuit. This mm-hmm. is the the basically the first chance that Fanball's had to to really win from <laughs> talking you know NFL Network, CBS, Rotoviz. I mean, you Sirius XM, you've yep. been all over the map. Mm-hmm. It's you know, you been know, fun. You know what this needs and this is not really ingrained in your DNA this kind of <laughs> thing, but uh you know the the trend now is to humiliate the last place finisher in your league <laughs> the last place finisher and why it's gonna be me now that i'm saying <laughs> i was i was one in 11 last or two years ago so but <laughs> it's scary the, the last place finisher in the scott fishbowl needs this to be jokingly called out somehow 
Maybe I don't know how. Hopefully they'd be some good kind with of it. punishment. Yeah, they have to come over all and clear all trees off Scott's property. Oh like that. man, it's been no, you have to help year. him administer the Scott Fishbowl next year. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's your punishment. Yeah. You have to oh, be yeah. my unpaid intern. I, I played in leagues where the the punishment was you had to be the commissioner the next year when you were doing the, the stats by hand out of out of the oh, newspaper. That would be. That's rough. a good way to lose people from your league. I'll tell you right there. <laughs> if that's uh, that's like. But you also mentioned the. Uh, the, it's free to play, but uh, um, it does benefit Fantasy Cares. Mm-hmm. And you give that web- website again so uh, people can can get into an affiliate, win their way into SFB8. And, uh, yep, fantasycares.net is where you can sign up for satellites. There's other different kinds of leagues there as well, but that's where I run my satellites. The winners of those, they get in. It's, it t- take luck out of it. Go go win a satellite and get in. And And when you do get in... Make your pick. No, don't. <laughs> as as a guy who sat on the clock, we almost had a guy timeout. And if you if you time out in the first round, I think uh, you get the hook, right? Isn't yep, that, yep. Isn't that the rule? Actually, the rule is after six hours, I will try to contact you. If I can't get a hold of you, I'm hooking you. And and it's it's such a There's great event to be part in. of. Yeah. So sit. fortunately, we've we've picked up the pace. The uh, I don't know, I'm assuming he was trapped under a heavy object and was unable <laughs> to get to a computer to make his pick, but. Uh, now we're flowing now, but uh, you know, like Brian said, it's uh, we're we're in rounds what three and four, and there's there's some that are probably I haven't checked recently. I'm in six. Yeah. I think there's one in eight right now, round eight in one day. And what's the re- what's the record? What are people shooting for? Twenty two round draft in two days is the record for SFB. Wow. So all right, we we should publicly shame. I'm all about publicly. Shaming, no, I'm, I'm not really like <laughs> that. Your thing. No, the long, the, the long drafters. You know, if you scroll down to every draft, you can see the isn't, average time. Isn't and, there pain enough having to sit and wait every day? <laughs> well, yes, but these people are causing the pain. Yeah, that's true. The, guy, the average wait time, like three hours, 30 minutes. Come on, it's not that hard in this day and age to make your picks, people. No. And I, I was going to mention when we were talking fantasy cares, there are several leagues that uh, they're all pledging $5 per loss. I know. I saw that. That's amazing. Which you know, you got to feel pretty confident in your team. You're you're jumping into this, uh, you know, shark pool. You know, like you said, the one eleven is not out of the question. So not Two. not that uh, you can't find a better way to spend fifty five bucks than buying some toys for kids. So. It's becoming surreal to me because two or three about three years ago, it was just I had to scrounge to get this thing completely filled up. You know, I, I, I had more, you know, if if, a, if someone didn't show up the first day, I had to quickly try to find a replacement. Now I have thousands in line waiting, and now they do mock drafts leading up to the – like they do mock drafts for this one unique scoring set just to prepare. It's unreal. And – when did it uh, become self-titled? Not not from the get-go. You said that that when didn't I, happen right when away. When I closed my site, okay. When I closed my site, I it couldn't. It was the FF Oasis Invitational for the first three years. All right, and then I closed my site. And I believe FF Windstorm took over FF Oasis. Just left it at FF Desert. And, <laughs> yeah, no? pretty much. But now, it your name lends itself. I mean, it's just it's perfect for fishbowl. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I with like great it. graphics and great T-shirts that also support uh, Toys for Tots. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Where can people get those too? I mean, you know, seen those if you go to the scottfishbowl.com site, there's a link on there to to buy a T-shirt. It's this year's Disney theme, so the T-shirt's kind of a Disney font and Disney theme. But and that's Curtis, right? That's Curtis Patrick. Yep, yep. yep. He does of Rotoviz and DLF. Who also, uh, if you listen to an earlier Fanball podcast, we talked about the uh, Gimme Woodhead Till I'm Dead T-shirts. Curtis made that happen for us as well so uh 
we're very thankful for for what he's doing and and the fact that that's all going to to fantasy cares as well Mm -hmm. woodhead be cheating Mm, that sounds like a steel panther song (laughs) (laughs) nice that was was a a safe leagues uh (laughs) team (laughs) name that i caught on early last year then i saw a lot of copycats further on but that was funny just reminded me of that well now that uh as if as if he's not doing enough uh, we're also putting Scott in charge of Safe League. So uh, how many orphans are, do we have left in, in Safe League? I think 16, something like that. If you could, we're getting down there. If you couldn't new, get into Fishbowl. Some new ones on the block. Yeah, maybe we could work in a little promotion idea. We'll see. Stay tuned. Yeah. Follow, <laughs> yeah, follow Safe Leagues for that. that. And uh, if you guys will excuse me, I need to set my pre-draft for the fifth round with, like, Joe Flacco, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I throw up in my mouth. Ah, yes. It, it's a draft unlike uh, – just yep. like the Masters are a tradition unlike any other. It's mm-hmm. a draft unlike every other. And can't wait to see what the scoring system is going to be next year because uh, we've already got uh, some nice wrinkles for this year. So uh, interesting that uh, that you're going to change it up every year. What, you know, give us a tease. What's, what's kicking around your head? I know you're anti-PPR. You're pro first down. What's what's next? I, I will say I think next year there will be some form of PPR brought back, even though I'm pretty anti-PPR. It's going to be a combination of a lot of things, actually. I think a PPR first down hybrid. Points per carry. And points. You got to bring back. I, I love the points per I know, carry. People, I pushed for that people for safe love leagues. And people love them. The guy on the other side of the wall, Paul Charging over there, shot that down pretty quick. But I thought point one at, at least. Well, that would mess it, up to do the opposite. The, yeah, it would. But it gives the bell cows value, which I think they deserve a little yeah, more than that. I mean, uh, it's a, if, if a wide receiver can get a point for a zero-yard catch, mm-hmm. why can't a running back get a point for a zero-yard run? Yeah, you should be rewarded some, for some volume. percentage, yeah. Regard, <laughs> they might only get 40 yards and 20 carries, but at least <laughs> you're getting your two, two points. That's the, how the, the change carries, bank but, uh, makes their money, volume, volume, volume. Nice. All right. Uh, well, we've been talking about uh, SFB7. Uh, as Scott said, uh, hashtag SFB7 on Twitter. You can follow Scott Fish on Twitter at ScottFish24. Uh, Brian Johnson on Twitter. Is it BJX? Close. Close. <laughs> BTXJ. BTXJ. I, I had the letters just There's nothing wrong. very clever behind that. I'm sorry, but it's, Brian it's simple. Brian Texas Johnson. Brian taxes. Totally You'll Extreme do your taxes. Johnson. All right. There you go. And uh, I'm on Twitter at J-T-U-V-E-Y. I thank you for listening to the Fanball Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll catch you soon.
say no.